don't try In the kitchen light Creating a lie It's a beautiful lie We don't try Welcome to the Real to Life podcast. I am your host, Michael G. Davis, broker and CEO of Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm. This is a part of our BND TV weekly lineup. Uh, we have another phenomenal guest for you today. Uh, but before we get started, I, uh, and before I bring them on, I want to remind you that we are streaming live, live, live to the Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm business Facebook page and YouTube channel. So for those of us uh, that are checking us out live, we want to invite you to take part in the show, Get uh, place your comments and your questions in the chat, uh, and, we'll, and we'll, uh, you may get a shout out. Also, if you have a real estate need like looking to buy a house or putting your house on the market for sale, uh, we want to invite you to stay on to the end of the show. We have a very special message just for you. Uh, maybe you are considering getting your real estate license or you are you are already licensed and you're thinking about making a change. Uh, you too, we invite you to stay on for a very special message. All right. So without further ado, I would like to bring to the stage one of the newest members of the Brooks and Davis real estate firm family. Uh, has allowed us to expand our footprint uh, out of the city of Houston into the Austin market. I definitely want to bring super excited. You guys are really going to love his story. I want to bring to the stage. Uh, he's an author. He's a developer. He's a real estate professional. I want to bring to the stage Mr. Dante Gibson. Hey, y'all. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah, I am. What's going on, Dante? Man, we appreciate you being a part on the show today, giving us a window into your world. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So of my 18 years of being in the real estate industry, I feel that as real estate professionals, we had been appreciated. Like our clients, our customers, sometimes even our colleagues, man, they put us in a box, not, rec not recognizing that we're people too. People with right. passions, people with many layers. So I wanted to create a platform where real estate professionals like yourself could come on, showcase the many passions that you have, in addition to being in real estate. Uh, with me being a realtor and a business coach, we may get into a little bit of coaching as well, maybe talk about some things that can help the audience. So okay. um, before we jump into it, Dante, I know when, when people start hearing your story, they're going to want to know how they can connect with you. Where can people go to connect with you on social media? They can go on Instagram, uh, Dante underscore the developer underscore, un, the underscore the underscore developer. Yeah. That's All right, it. good. <laughs> so, so is that where you spend most of your time on IG? Yeah, on IG. Yeah. Facebook, I normally don't really do too much on Facebook. Not the, the reason why is because once my mom got on Facebook, it was time for me to exit. <laughs> it was time to go. It was time to go. <laughs> it was time to exit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Oh, and then shout out to Cedric. So Cedric Hudson is checking us out, man. I know he's yeah. one of the big reasons responsible for you, uh, that Austin connection, man. So uh, super excited about that. All right. I'm definitely excited about it. So Dante, what hobbies or activities are you and your family a part of? Okay, so right now, um, the biggest hobby that we are a part of right now is my son. My son is a ninth grader, um, 15. He's 
one of probably one of three of the top ninth grade basketball players in the in the state in the city of Austin. Wow. Austin, Texas. So right now we are gearing up for uh national circuit. So we kind of hired all this, got all the trainers that he's going through because he was homeschooled for like the last five years. So his whole elementary years, he was homeschooled. Yeah. So being homeschooled allowed me to do one hour a day and then train oh. throughout the day. So while everybody was in school, he was training. So he was yeah. he had a personal trainer, he had nutrition, he had all these different things going on in his life that prepared him for right now. So when he got to ninth grade, this year in school, he automatically made the leap to JV as a ninth grader. Yeah. Um, so now we're getting prepared for this national circuit. So we got to go to Memphis, Arizona, uh, Chicago, just kind of all over the nation of him gearing up for his basketball career, for his high school and, and on forward. So that's kind of what my, my days consist of now is more of a basketball dad and that's like all consuming outside of real estate. That's all consuming, man. I have no days, no weekends. Um, I got to sneak away with my wife sometimes and be like, man, you ain't going to train in the day. I'm taking my wife out. I got to stay married. I can't lose my wife behind your basketball career. You know, you only going to be with me for four more years. My wife got to be with me for the rest of my life. So yeah. Yeah. And look, they're not going to appreciate, they're not going to appreciate it. No way Dante. So don't, no. don't risk your, don't risk your marriage, man. I know that's right. Cause he was mad at me last night, man. He he came home. He was tired. Like I don't feel like going to training. And I was like, "Oh, you're not laying in the bed. Let's go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> get out of this bed." And the best his his best training um, was last night. It, it's wow. probably when you don't feel like doing something, and you actually push yourself through it. Mm -hmm. That's when you become. That's when you tap into your greatness. And yeah. he just pushed himself through it, and he had the best training session he had wow. so far. So. So, so Dante was basketball something that you were into? Like, how did he so, get into basketball? I, so, I played football. So, mm -hmm. football was my was my passion. Um, I played football through high school, college, my first year of college. Um, then I got in trouble in school, mm -hmm. and I went into the Marines. And then I played football in the Marines, mm -hmm. and did some walk-ons for some NFL teams, and didn't mm -hmm. make it as that. But then. Um, my son, he just picked up basketball on his own. Mm. Uh, he, at age of two, he was dribbling on basketball between his legs. He was doing all these different things. Wow. And um, there's something he wanted to do. And then, you know, back in the day, we had VHS. So if we wanted to study pros, we had to go to VHS. It was hard to record a game. But YouTube, <laughs> instantly. He instantly right. got an athlete that he liked and copied his game and then add to that. Wow. So he was able to go on YouTube and kind of figure out what he wanted to do. And it was just, once he figured out what he wanted to do, he stuck at it and he became obsessive. So he, wow. he became obsessive about that one thing he wanted to do. All right, and then, and then, you know, we see this a lot, especially with successful athletes, but just, you know, people in general, that support system, their parents, how they kind of mm -hmm. build around um, what, what, our, what the kids, gravitate to so it seems like you you all did that as far as the environment y'all created for him yeah yeah we did that uh and me and my wife are both obsessive people so i'm obsessive she's obsessive so my son he had no choice but to be obsessive and my <laughs> i got two other kids that are are grown so this is kind of my last hoorah at, at parenting right now yeah, <laughs> you know parenting absolutely. never stops but as a teenager you know this is my last teenager everybody else is 
22 years old. They're grown. So it's like, wow. They got my house. So. Your last shot. Yeah, my last shot. Hey, well, that's right, though. Yeah. Look, four years, four years, the net's going to be empty, huh? Yeah, 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 definitely. And we wow. might, and we're thinking about actually looking at some condos in Houston mm-hmm. to kind of a second home in Houston. So we always been, Houston has actually been on our radar for a little bit to kind of expand down to Houston anyway. So. Sweet. Well, that's that's good to know, man. I look. I know a good real estate company that can help you. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what um? So where are you originally from, Dante? Um, Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm from. Okay, so North Carolina, and how? So yeah. how'd you end up in Texas? Was it the military? Yeah, yeah. I went to um, I went to Iraq in mm-hmm. 2004 and 2005, and I got out of Iraq and went to Indiana. Trained. Mm-hmm. I was training um soldiers to go overseas. Mm-hmm. Um infantry soldiers shooting teach them how to shoot the long guns and sniper guns all the guns they have in the in the military and then i went uh to fort hood mm-hmm. and once you get to fort hood it's hard to leave fort hood so i got to fort hood uh and that's how i ended up in texas but i had three three um cities to choose from or states to choose from mm-hmm. fort hood hawaii and somewhere else and i was just like uh yeah i hope this fort hood i don't really want to go to hawaii but <laughs> fort hood so Fort Hood was the was the destination, and then I got there in um in oh seven, yeah, oh seven, yeah. So are you are you still currently active duty? Oh no, I've been retired since two thousand nine. So oh. I got injured. I got injured in Iraq, and it and just destroyed my career. That they, they wouldn't let me do it because I was an infantry soldier. Uh-huh. Uh, they wouldn't let me do another MOS. I was like trying to reclass into like admin or supply. Mm-hmm. They were like, nope, needs of the army. You can't do infantry. We don't need you. So wow. They, yeah, I hurt my back in a mission in Iraq, and um, yeah, they medically retired me out. I've been retired out since two thousand nine. So wow. Cool. Well, it, it it looked like it offered you an opportunity to do something bigger and better. Oh yeah, I always been in want to do real estate though. Real estate has been a passion of mine uh, since I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Uh, since my granddaddy was my granddaddy was on a construct a uh, concrete company. Oh, wow. And and I, I worked for him during the summertime, and I was like, I'm not doing this. This is not bad for me. <laughs> so um, that's why I work. Oh, yeah. It's too hard, too hot. I, I was getting darker by the day. I was going to turn purple if I stayed out there a little <laughs> bit longer. So I've I seen all the people that my granddad was working for, and I was like, who are these guys? This is what I want to know. Who hired you? And yeah, I yeah. began to study who hired them, and then it was developers that hired them. So. Mm. So I was, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Wow. So, so, so coming out, coming out the shoot, you always had your eye on real estate, and it was just some. What was it about real estate that was so attractive to you when you were seeing it, Dante? Um, man, freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a level of freedom that you have when you, um, able to control your own time, right? Mm-hmm. So I was able to control my time. So I. Once I started reading and studying real estate, I picked up mentors um, mm-hmm. while I was in the Marines. So I picked up some mentors. I did some network marketing companies, which I didn't really like too much. But um, there were uh, uh, there were members, um, there was guys in the Marines that were always asking me, hey, um, what you doing? I'm like, man, I'm trying to figure out how to get outside the Marine Corps because the money was so small. I was a private E2, E3 making $900 a month, can't take care of family, can't take care of yourself. So I'm figuring out ways how to generate income. And I picked yeah. up this guy, this guy, he made about, he he ran, he owned a network marketing company. Mm. Um, 
and he made about eighty five thousand a month. And he would, I would just call him, talk to him. He'll mentor me. Yeah. Uh, kind of trying to figure out what my passions were, and mm -hmm. and he pushed me along that way in that journey. And like, you don't have to wait till you get out. You don't have to wait till uh, you can actually get in real estate now while you're in. Yeah. Uh, look at it. So I started doing that. I started getting in real estate, involved in real estate while I was in the Marine Corps. Wow. Okay. So so tell us about because you know obviously you're, you're you've had a lot of success in, in what you're doing and you're growing and you're expanding um especially on the from the licensed real estate standpoint you know tell us about that very first trend that very first development like the very first uh project transaction. Did. yeah okay so here you go the transaction when i was in i got my license in 2014 when i first got got my real estate license here in texas mm -hmm. 2014. um i worked at Berkshire hathaway another mm -hmm. real estate company here in austin um Man, I was working at this real estate company and they would kept feeding me these leads, these lease leads. Mm -hmm. And these lease leads, um, because of my willingness and my being naive, I didn't realize I was doing um they was send they, they didn't want other agents didn't want the leads. Right. The lease leads. So I just took them anyway. But it was that was hard to get people housing because of their their financial situation. A lot of them was section eight housing. Oh, okay. So they were trying, yeah, they were sending me Section 8 leads. And I got mad because I'm like, I'm bigger than just, <laughs> like, yeah. that's not what the box I want to be in. Right. But I did it for like a month and I just could not find people housing. I was like, you know, nobody's doing this. Nobody's signing them up. Nobody's helping them. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. So um, I did my first listing transaction happened uh, once I left Berkshire Hathaway. There was mm -hmm. a company, um, Keller Williams. I went to Keller Williams mm -hmm. and this young. Mm -hmm. This young guy, I ain't gonna say young guy, he reached out to me and he said, I'm going through a divorce. Um, this is my first listing was a divorce client. Yeah. Him and his yeah. wife, they've been married for like 20 some years. They was oh, empty wow. nesters. Yeah. He was going through some midlife, I think. You know, he had a Porsche. Nothing wrong with you know, I have I have a two-seater too. I, I have a sports car as well. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But he was like, I'm out of here, I'm getting out of this 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 situation. And it was so difficult because the wife was crying to me and there's nothing I could do. Oh. And he left the house and the house was, you know, it's, it's 20 years. They had a house for 20 years. So you can just imagine yeah. all the memories, all the things that had to be packed up so I can get it listed. Wow, so that was your stay. first one. That was your that first, was my first one. one. Wow. Man, that was my first one. And I'm gonna be honest with you, it was my last one. <laughs> I, didn't, I did no more listings. <laughs> I went straight into commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm. I'm gonna pivot. Let me pivot. Yeah, I pivot. I pivot so fast. I'm. I went straight into commercial real estate. I started doing commercial clients and picking up commercial uh, clients. I, I love the residential stuff alone. I went straight to commercial because I was just like that dynamic, not knowing um, those those because you end up being a counselor mm. more than you are an agent. Mm -hmm. And being young, I have I wasn't married at that time for long, no longer than probably seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's no way I can navigate those married waters or navigate those waters as well. Yeah. And you end up being a counselor, yeah. you know, more than an agent. And it just put a lot of stress and pressure on me. And I was young and my nobody would help me out with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for the first for the first for one. The man. First. So how did you how did you transition into development? So it's like okay, you went so, commercial, then you went to development. Yeah. So um, when I first got back to Austin, because I moved to Atlanta, um, mm -hmm. I got first got back to Austin. 
and I got into commercial and I was process of buying hotels, me and my business partner, he's a mortgage guy out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so we was getting ready to buy a hotel before the pandemic happened. The pandemic happened, just destroyed that, mm-hmm. that, that hotel, that lending of the hotel just kind of just messed it up. Yeah. So that whole deal just kind of got messed up. So me and my wife pivot, we was like during the pandemic, we was like, let's get our real estate license. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some investors I need to pay back. So let's get some real estate license and figure out how to do real estate. I was not great as an agent uh, when I, as a residential agent, but I think I can help you along the way. And she yeah. was like, um, okay. So she got her license. I got my license. Her first listing was um, from a REO for the bank owned listing. We hey, got y'all there. Like the, y'all like the, y'all like the hard ones at first. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like the, the like hard the ones. ones. <laughs> Give us the hard work, right? Yeah. So we went and uh, got our, uh, she went and did, um, we went out to the house to do a walkthrough. Uh, the, 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 the REO, they had a combo lock. We got a lot, unlocked it. The house was a total incomplete house. <laughs> it was a new construction. It wasn't finished. Um, it, it was just so, uh, so messed up. Right. So yeah. I went in there, I was like, I called the, the lender. I said, Hey man, you know, this house is a mess. It's not finished. <laughs> he was like, well, what can you do about it? Yeah. He needed, he just. The lender wanted solutions. He didn't yeah. want problems. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, sometimes you work with them. They want solutions. Can you yeah. solve the issue yeah. and get this house on the market? So I ended up GCing the house. Mm-hmm. I, I became a general contractor. I hired the the, the flooring guy. I hired the tile yeah. guy. I hired yeah. the plumbers. I hired the electricians. They had to completely finish the house. My wife yeah. listed it. I GC'd it, and I really liked the GC part because I really yeah. like the. And, and you know, I did all this for free. The 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 issue and what transpired is I was doing this work for free. Mm-hmm. I, there was no GC payment. Like normally, <laughs> when you're doing this kind of work, you get GC fees yeah. and GC payments, but there was no payments coming. Wow! I was just doing it because like I wanted this. my wife to. Yeah, I wanted my wife to, to be successful with her first listing, so I was right. out there every day, making sure I stayed thirty minutes from there. So I'm driving out there every single day, making sure right. it's working, make sure the house mm-hmm. is is done. Um, we finally got it on the market. We sold at the, the highest house in the neighborhood, broke a record in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I went back to him. I said, so what else you have for me? To do? Because <laughs> I really like the GCN. I, I, I killed I, this I, one. What else we got? Yeah. Yeah. I killed this one. This is what else you got. He was like, man, I really like working with you. You didn't charge me anything because you were willing to work for free. I have seven lots available in Lago Vista. Um, I'm gonna give you the money. To, I'm gonna make it a deal that's worth your while. You ain't gonna have to bring nothing to the table. I'm like, because you know, during development, you got normally have to put 20%, 30% yeah, down, yeah. purchase the lot. You got to make sure you have all that stuff. He was like, you ain't got to do none of that. This is a, a, a sweet deal for you. This is a call a Dante deal. So <laughs> only, and he said, I'll only do this for you, right? I said, wow. I don't even know why you're doing it. Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's he go. said, but he said, the thing is, you can't do, you can't build one house. We're gonna give you the money to develop seven lots and we're going to give you the money to to do the construction mm. and mind you i have no experience there's no yeah, i mean that's that's that, what i'm thinking that's what's in the back of my mind like is zero the first one zero, wow. yeah the very first and he was telling me i couldn't do one because i was going to do one off like yeah. one house at a time no i had to do all seven it was all or nothing wow like on my like i have no experience like no no contractors no yeah. 
no friends in, the, in, in this <laughs> industry. No, yeah. don't know nothing about the city. Don't yeah, know nothing about architecture. All of that. Permit, don't know anything, right? And he was like, Sep, all seven or nothing. He said, I'm gonna help you along the way, mm. but I ain't no resource for you. You're gonna have to find your own resources. I'm just the money. Wow. And we're going to partner up. I'm going to give you a 70-30 split. Uh, I'm going to keep, you keep 70%, I get 30%. 30, yeah. Wow. And I said, I said, so how much I got to bring? He's like, just pay the earnest money. So I got $1,000 down. I put $1,000 and I got $3.5 million. Oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I came home. I told my wife, I said, oh, you ain't going to believe this. I was like, what? <laughs> I said, he gave me seven houses to build. She was like, yeah. what, what you going to do? What, like, what, what you going to do? Yeah, like, shut, shut up. What you going to do? Don't talk to me. Don't play with me. She's like, come on. Because we already went down this road with lenders not being able to do deals during the pandemic. Right. So we didn't really understand the residential side that mm -hmm. they are held to a higher standard. They got to be held to legally to perform on their loans, right? Commercials yeah. don't really have that regulation. You can, yeah. You get caught up in paying fees and not really them not really having to perform that deal but man he he sent me on it was on our anniversary it was actually it was on our anniversary he sent me the deal signed the contract to purchase those lots um and i had zero experience wow and you figured zero. it out though sound like yeah 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 definitely definitely <laughs> we built we built uh we got four of them built like wow. oh, we got five of them built Wow. Um, five of them built, uh, finished. Um, my wife is the designer, so it's a two-man team. I'm the, the developer, the GC. Yeah. I'm everything on that side, and my wife is the designer on this side. So wow. she she never designed a house before. Uh, <laughs> we just we just became rookies, but we became experts because we became rookies, right? Yeah. Before you become an expert, you got to be a rookie. Absolutely. So we became rookies at it, but then now we become experts because we done finished five projects, and those homes are amazing wow. like, like everything that you can think of in a luxury home we put we, we didn't spare no expense um a person that walks in our house is getting a million dollar house for five hundred thousand right wow so they getting walk-in combos from shower to bathtub pre-standing tubs yeah shower combos um high-end designs high-end finishes they're not really getting what you cookie cutter builder and that's what i was doing out there I, once with my real estate key yeah i would walk around to other projects look inside these other new construction homes and realize what they didn't do and what they was charging i was like man we're gonna do something better let's do something oh, better so wow so what it sounds like dante is is that you went and looked at the competition and realized they really weren't finishing the house like and when i say finishing mean putting that extra on it to just really give it that that taste of of luxury and that to differentiate yeah. with the product you were building right um that's true because a lot of times our houses and we had to do architectural designs and i did mid-century modern that's kind of what my niche is but mm -hmm. a mid-century modern is timeless homes it's, it's timeless it's, it lasts mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm. um and then the the mid-century moderns out there was so old and traditional <laughs> there was like and people were still buying them, but it was mm -hmm. like it was not putting like love into it or what they they passion into it. They right. kind of just stuck them together because it was like basically we got to get rid of these homes and stick them together, let's put them together, cookie yeah. cutter, same designs. Yeah. And when you go in our house, each house has a different design. So the yeah. floor plans are different, not that much different, but all the houses are different designs. Mm -hmm. So 
So, so, so it, it sounds like they have some personality to them. Now, how oh yeah, definitely personality to them. Well, good. Well, so look, I, I want to hear about because I see that you're an author as well. Yep. So tell tell us about what you've written in in the books and things like that. So, uh, my first book was written in 2007. Is it was called "Failing Your Way to Success." Mm. Um, I was I, I didn't reach the pinnacle of success yet. So. But I was at my level where I thought I was at. I felt I, I was successful. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I wrote down my failures, like kind of what I felt at, and uh, as a child, yeah. not listening to my parents, not listening to coaches, how I failed in school, what I did wrong. Not they told me not to get involved in drugs in school. I did the total opposite. <laughs> uh, lost my scholarship. Did all those different things and failed yeah. in life. So my first book was Spelling Your Way to Success. Um, my second book I wrote was um, How to Recruit 30 People in 30 Days because I was I was a network marketer. I got mm -hmm. into network marketing mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, so I need to recruit 30 people in 30 days um, because I want to expose the business. And I figured out a niche. I figured out how to not go to grocery stores, not go to because I was the, the standard with network marketers. They normally go to grocery stores. They normally go to Walmart. Target, different places where people are at. Yeah. And I just did something totally opposite. I just went to people that was already in network marketing and told uh -huh. them to come over where I'm at. Yeah. Switch product. Switch products. Yeah. They already love network marketing. They already mm -hmm. had a taste for it. And basically what I did was I took the what the Warriors did when they won a the championship, when they built a roster with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson that was young, Draymond Green, that was young. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they put a lot of veterans around them. Mm -hmm. like Andre Iguodala, uh, Chris Livingston. They, they had people that was already played in the NBA that can bring that veteran experience to their young core. Yeah. And it helped them win. I said they didn't go out and recruit more rookies. Right. They didn't go out and find rookies at Walmart or rookies that was in the draft. <laughs> they went out and recruited veterans. Yeah. So I just, that's what I did in network marketing. I recruited veterans. I, and even though I was a rookie, maybe in a rookie in them, I, yeah. my comp plan was better than their comp plan. So I just grabbed them and they became wow. the veterans. So I don't recruit rookies into any industry. <laughs> I go after the veterans because those veterans are those who already have established some, yeah. kind of, some, some client base, you right. know, they got a client base already. Wow. Now rookies kind of, you kind of have to teach and they kind of more like ready to quit. You got to yeah. You got to reconvince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of that book was about. And then I wrote my last, my, my co-authored a book with a guy. Um, it was, it was a business book. I just wrote an uh, insert. I mm -hmm. don't really count that as a book, but yeah. it, he put me on as a co-author. So it, I don't, I don't really see any proceeds from that book at all. Yeah. So I don't yeah. count that as a book I wrote that's because yeah. he, he gets the proceeds. So I don't even know why you put me down as an author. So <laughs> that don't count. <laughs> yeah. And my last book is the blueprint developer blueprint. This is a book I wrote over Christmas break this year. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a, it's everything I learned as a developer in the past seven, in the past two years, three years, wow. uh, past three years. And I yeah. combined it. It's called the uh, developer blueprint. Mm-hmm. And it's the guide of how to be a real estate developer. Um, and it goes through uh, how to do commercial, how to do residential, just a breakdown of all development, um, how to work with the city. And then through that guide, I actually have a chapter, my, probably my favorite chapter is chapter 11, my story. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and how I failed at a commercial deal that it caused a lot of stress. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> a lot of stress. I did. I was meeting mayors, senators. I was in Atlanta. I was. It was really big at this mm-hmm. point. That me, me and two me and another brother was building um, a development company, commercial development company, and we was mm-hmm. doing good things. Um, HBCU mayor gave sign over land land to us to build a hotel for them. Oh wow! New Jersey mayor wanted to buy a hotel there. And then Washington D.C. It was just we was all over the East Coast. Yeah. As two brothers getting ready to close on a commercial deal, and the pandemic happened and it just yeah. kind of messed it all up. And I, I talked about the lending. I talked about commercial lending and how it's unregulated, uh, how much money we spent on the commercial deal. Because a lot of people don't know when you get into commercial, you have to spend more money on feasibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to put environmental, you got to pay for uh, appraisals. They might want order three appraisals. After you order appraisal, like $8,000 appraisal, they want to come back with another $8,000 appraisal. They yeah. want to come back with another $8,000 appraisal before you close. And yeah. you know, you you losing losing money and when the deal don't close you out 200 300k on a commercial yeah. deal because the deal don't close yeah so, it's a lot of money yeah it's a lot of money so you know i had a couple of investors that was upset with me but i they they okay now but it's you know understanding that part and i wrote it down and talked about it thought about how i transitioned into what i'm doing now and mm-hmm. it's just i didn't give up i didn't quit you know i didn't throw in the towel on my dreams of being in real estate you know no matter mm-hmm. what happened then i was like that's not who, that's not my character i didn't have anything to control with that i didn't have any my character is still good yeah um, and i didn't misuse or did anything bad with people money or investors money it's just that the deal just fell apart right and, out, of, out, of, out, of, out of things that was outside of your control sounds like yeah, yeah outside of my control you know if the pandemic never happened would have owned uh probably 90 million dollars worth of real estate wow in hotels we had a, a 46 story hotel we were building in baltimore we had um uh wyndham hotel that was building in and uh where we was at we was in fort valley georgia mm-hmm. right outside of atlanta mm-hmm. it's hbcu city mm-hmm. uh, and then we had one in jackson mississippi which is the hbcu where Deion sanders was at we mm-hmm. had um that was the, actually our first one. We had a Ramada Plaza that we signed. Now all these, we signed all the franchise agreements. We And franchise agreements are like 25K a piece. So mm-hmm. you own a franchise, but you own a hotel. So it's like, yeah. and, it, and it, you know, and during the pandemic, a lot of industries got bailed out. Um, one of the industries that didn't get bailed out was hospitality. And they would have yeah. bailed us out. Um, we probably would have closed. We probably could have continued on in the hospitality yeah. space. But they didn't, they never closed us. Um, they never gave us a bailout, any bailout wow. funds. They gave every industry bailout fund except hospitality and retail. Yeah, uh, retail suffered and hospitality suffered. And hospitality wow. is finally making a comeback. Employees are finally wanting to come back to work, mm-hmm. but it's not really what it during was. the pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic, you can imagine people not want to stay in hotels mm-hmm. when it's not clean all the time. You know, we yeah. we in the hotel space. I would go and look at hotels all the time and people want me to purchase their hotels. They were not clean. So I can wow. just imagine how that went down. Yeah. Wow. You know? Man, that, that that's a phenomenal story, man. So people want to purchase the book, like you have like a link, where do they go? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can go to they can go to Amazon. They can just look, look me up on Amazon. Uh, okay. Dante Gibson on Amazon and they can just purchase the book. Um it's a I got a hard copy, um, soft paperback and an ebook. So it's all three, um, and, and in in those books, now I 
because I'm self-published author, there's no, there's no editor. So I, mm-hmm. it's raw, right? I did the best I could. The <laughs> line in that sometimes it might be off a little bit. Like you might see yeah. chapter two on page. Yeah, all the chapters line up, but you might see it's not on. It's yeah. not separated. Like it's yeah. just formatted. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me. Yeah. But hey, you don't get it natural. You got the <laughs> you info. You got the info. You got, you got, you got the, the info out there, man. Yeah. So I you start it, critiquing how I format it, then you ain't really want to do what I'm doing anyway. It's yeah. the info inside that book that matters. So I love it, man. Um, All right. Well, look, man, before before I ask you for the wrap up, man, we actually got a question from one of the viewers, Ms. Mama. She wants to okay. know do commercial sales take longer than residential? They do. <laughs> it does. It takes sometimes it takes a year to actually close on a commercial deal if the commercial mm-hmm. deal closed. Yeah. So uh, sometimes the commercial deal don't close. It can be a uh, lender backs out. It can be the client financial finances don't match up, might get to the end and they financial. They might lose a million in the stock market or some yeah. money in this this deal and their financials are not where it's supposed to be. And that you did all that work and that deal takes a year to close and it takes it's a it's a it's a long grind it's a slow grind to in commercial and you got to understand numbers so it's a numbers game uh the, the the person who's buying commercial only cares about numbers they don't care about the emotional feeling of owning commercial building they don't care about the greenery they don't care about paint they don't care about mm-hmm. anything they only care about what the numbers say so it's a longer game residential you close on loan in 30 days yeah uh, 45 days at the max Red, commercial just year process so yeah nah man excellent excellent answer dante man well look i really want to say thank you brother for yeah, your time you know it. the value that you brought on today's show for the audience man uh before i let you go man is there any final words or anything that maybe you didn't say that you want us all to be aware of yeah yeah um in real estate no matter what market you're in you control your own economy right so economy, like don't no matter what the market says, no matter what experts say, you control your own economy. Um, I never allow anyone to control my economy, what I do for my family, right? Uh, so you have that same access as a realtor, as a professional, any profession that you're in, you control your income, you control it. And once you control it, you can decide on how you want to do business. And always, always get mentorship, man, coaching. Coaching helps. Because it keeps you accountable. Um, they sometimes coaches have 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 a a lens that they see things in that you don't see, yeah. and they open you to hey, get let me let me show you this is a way a better way of doing it. You taking a longer route, let's shorten it up, and you stay get that coaching. That coaching is very very key, and that mentorship is very key. That's what I'm talking about, Dante. We got to go ahead and take that clip out of here, man. You're gonna be a part of our promotional campaign. <laughs> uh, Anything to help, man. Anything I can do to help. Yeah, know? man. Because that coaching, you're right about that, man. Uh, you know, one of my one of the phrases that I use a lot in what I do is, "Had you considered this, right? See, coaches never tell you that you was wrong or what you're thinking is wrong. We just, hey, had you considered." looking at it in this perspective or in this view man so and and that's key because my son he's he has coaches he had three or four coaches and they all see certain a great amount of potential in them and they all see that he he can work on certain things even if it's boring he said Mm -hmm. dad this is this training is boring i said son it's foundational yeah everything that you do in in the foundation is going to be boring yeah you know you just can't quit coaching you can't get quit getting coached yeah. You gotta go through the boring parts to get where you want to go, and yeah, sometimes coaching is boring. Sometimes yeah. you know, listen to the coach, man. It's, 
He's saying the same thing because you're not doing that. <laughs> he keeps saying the same thing to you because you're not actually performing that task you actually see that you should do. Yeah. So it comes, it becomes like, man, he's boring. No, it's not. It's not. It's yeah. these building blocks. And that's because clear. coaches, man, coaching, uh, I believe that that's the key to real yeah. estate. So when I seen you that you were coaching and, and you know, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of other stuff you were doing, I'm like, man, this is this is key to to being successful because a lot of brokers don't have coaching they have coaching but the coaching is is very bland it's not personalized to me as an individual what right. i can do to be successful individually yeah so for you to have that 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 program and that to offer your brokers or your agents is, is awesome i love it man well i appreciate that i appreciate that brother all right man well you know this ain't gonna be the last time that we're gonna connect we got uh you you represent brooks and davis out there in austin texas we're here to support you and give you what you need and we're gonna work together man and and we all gonna achieve the goals that we're looking to achieve so again man i thank you so much for your time today yes sir thank you i appreciate it absolutely all right gang so look we're gonna get through this i know we went a little longer but i mean i you know we were so intrigued in dante's story man uh you know just to hear someone you know, that's hit that level of success and be as candid with what they're doing and, and how they did and how they felt about it, man. It's definitely want to take advantage of those opportunities. So real quick, tomorrow, we got a couple of events going on uh, beginning at 12 o'clock. Uh, come help join us. We're going to be going out to the humble area, Perry Homes. We're going to be doing a lunch uh, as well as a builder's uh, tour of their properties. Uh, so a lunch presentation is going to um uh, accompany that as well. So we're going to be out in Humble uh, Wednesday. So that's tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Again, you do not have to be a Brooks and Davis agent to participate uh, in the things that we have coming up. You just got to go to our website and reserve your spot. Uh, also at two o'clock, we're going to be doing new agent orientation. Uh, this again helps our new agents that get when they're brought into the fold, it helps them avoid the pain of feeling lost. Uh, so uh, we invite them every first and third Wednesday of the month. We do our new agent orientation. Uh, then on Thursday, uh, we another member of the Brooks and Davis BND TV uh, is the Prime Real Estate Network podcast. So uh, they have a, a guest that's coming in on this Thursday at 1230. Uh, that, so learn their story. I mean, this is a great show to tap into because you get to hear a lot about what other entrepreneurs are doing and how they are uh, exploring things. Um, then also on Saturday, I mean, I'm sorry, Thursday, we have our career night. Yeah. So we have our real estate career night. That's going to be this Thursday, uh, where we're going to be going on Instagram live, IG live, as well as in person here at the corporate coaching and training center. So that's going to be this Thursday at five o'clock. Um, we also have our lunch and learn the Houston black real estate association. Uh, I'm actually the first vice president of the Houston black real estate association, which means in two years, I'll be the president so to speak a little bit about what Dante and I's conversation had to do with uh, development, we're actually bringing in uh, real estate development for beginners. That's going to be on Thursday and going to be talking about lot planning, going to be talking about subdividing. So that's going to be a, a great conversation for people to participate in. So that's going to be this Thursday. Again, you can go to our website or you can go to Houston HB, uh, HBREAHouston.org to learn and register for that event as well. Um, Also on Thursday, we're doing our, uh, well, on Saturday, we're doing a builder's tour. Uh, We're going to check out a community uh, on this Saturday at 12 o'clock. 
this is a community in Pomona that we're going to be going out to. Um, and then we're also going to be having our pre-home buyer session. Yeah, there we go. So our pre-home buyer session is this Saturday as well. Uh, again, it's for those individuals that are thinking about buying a house, right? Our goal with the pre-home buyer session is that before you leave, you're going to know exactly where you where you fit in, where you need to be uh, when you're walking out that door, whether that's talking to the lender, whether that's talking to the realtor, whether that's talking with the credit specialist. You're going to we're going to expose you to some alternative ways of purchasing a home. A lot of people feel like you have to fit within this box if you're going to ever buy. And that and that also is not the case. So we have that coming up on Thursday, as well as our free HUD certificate home buying class. Um, now, the thing about that is if the class is on Saturday, but you have to make sure you do the orientation, which is this Thursday. Again, go to hbrehouston.org. This is another event that's uh, brought to us by the uh, Houston Black Real Estate Association. Um, and again, this is for individuals that want to tap into the many resources that are available for down payment, for closing costs. You know, there are many opportunities there financially to where you can access these resources. Uh, and most of them, they want you to have a HUD certified home buying class. So this is the kind of class that HBRA offers every month at no cost. Uh, the only class that I know that doesn't cost anything, all the rest of them, they can range up to $100 for this class that we're offering at no cost. So orientation is this Thursday. You can go to uh, HBREAHouston.org to learn more about that class. Um, also, we have our transformation coaching. That was something that Dante spoke about, the amount of coaching that we do at Brooks and Davis. Uh, so we're, we're set up where at least one coaching session a day, uh, an opportunity for one group coaching session a day. And that's in addition to the one-on-one -on -one coaching that we do. So I'd like to make people aware of that. Um, and then also, this is something that I started doing to open up access to what we were doing here at Brooks and Davis for people that are not members of Brooks and Davis. So if you're an agent uh, and you need you, your broker doesn't have the coaching, like Dante said, there's so many brokerage firms out here that don't have the coaching like we have. Well, now you too can participate in it because uh, every Tuesday I do group coaching called the World Changers Table. Only four seats are available at any World Changers session. It's very affordable. For you to come in, access at CEO Coach Mike, and then we can begin working on specific problems that you uh, that you're having a hard time solving. So just go to michaelgdavis.com backslash WCT, and then you can go ahead and reserve your seat for the next World Changes table. So take advantage of uh, that coming up on the 28th, um, and then we have our one-on-one. -on -one, uh, I'm sorry, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching um, as well. Uh, matter of fact, those that attend the World Changers table, we're going to let you know more about the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and then the biggest thing right now is, is through the month of February, um, I'm looking for speaking opportunities, speaking dates. So if a, a company comes and they book me to speak, I have four topics that I talk on. One is goals. One is uh, leads, tracking business. One is secret to managing stress. And the other one is leadership, how to take your business to the next level and win. Any of those four topics, I'll come and speak to your group. And if you give me book before the end of the month for any future date, but it just got to be on the calendar before the end of the month, then I'm going to waive my, my speaking fee. So uh, that's another promotion that we're offering. And that promotion ends uh, on uh, March 3rd. So a lot coming down the pipeline, a lot going. Again, want to remind everybody to stay on 
um, after the show for a very special message. If you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to sell a house, uh, if you're looking to get your real estate license, or maybe you're thinking about making a change, you need a brokerage firm that's able to offer you more support. Stay on afterwards for a very special message. This has been the Real to Life Podcast. I am your host, Michael G. Davis, broker and CEO of Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm, realtor plus business coach. Looking forward to coaching you into the cosmos. It's time to take off, baby. Make it a great one. Hey, this is Michael G. Davis, CEO of Brooks and Davis Real Estate Firm, LLC. I am also a realtor plus business coach. If you are currently have a real estate need or you're in the process of getting your real estate license or maybe you've already gotten your license, awesome. Watch this whole video because I have some outstanding news just for you. Now, if you are considering buying a home, we want you to know that we offer at no cost or commitment to schedule a showing for you to see any property in the Houston Metroplex. But when you hire our real estate company to help you, we will hold your hand and guide you through the home buying process step by step. Visit our website or give us a call at the number shown to learn more. Or maybe you're considering putting your home on the market for sale. We want you to know that we offer at no cost or no commitment a couple of things. First is a free neighborhood buying and selling activity report for your home. This report will show you the amount of buying and selling that has taken place within your neighborhood within the most recent six to 12 months. All we need is your mailing address and email address to get the report over to you. We also offer at no cost or commitment, a free in-person property condition home evaluation. This is where one of our real estate professionals will come into your home and give you recommendations and advice on what changes to make to the condition of your home and talk with you about how these changes could help sell your home faster and or for more money. But when you hire our real estate company to help you sell your home, we will put your home in front of more active home buyers than any other realtor. Just visit our website or give us a call at the number shown to learn more. Finally, if you are in the process of getting your real estate license or with a brokerage firm and thinking of making a change, we want you to know that we offer at no cost or commitment for you to be able to attend any Brooks and Davis real estate firm training or event. But when you join our firm, we will show you how to get everything you want using your real estate license. And what we believe real estate professionals want are an outstanding quality of life, the freedom of having options, and the ability to pursue what makes them happy. Visit our website or give us a call at the number shown to learn more.